Welcome to the Melancholy Man podcast. I aim to keep these talks less than 10 minutes long and give you something to think about using what I like to call knowledge bullets. Apologies for the late publication of this. It's been a little bit hectic lately. But I also wanted to make sure that I spent enough time getting this one right. Before I surmise the next topic, I just wanted to say a massive thank you for all the reviews and the listens I've received for this content. Thank you so much. Over 100 unique listens in just a week is beyond anything I could have wished for. And if just one of those listeners got something of value, then I've delivered what I've set out to do. The next episode is called Illusion of Self. Now, I am aware I seem to be perversely obsessed with the word self in these podcasts lately, but I assure you it's completely unintentional. This one's a bit of a zinger. It's quite a break away from the traditional methods of thought. It's inspired by the recent book by Mo Gadat called Solve for Happy. So without further ado, I present to you The Illusion of Self. Now, I promise... I'm not going to go off on some sort of tangent from a more science-based explanations. However, this is definitely more of a philosophical angle, which I hope will make a lot of sense. Just before I dive right in, Mogadat is the former CBO or Chief Business Officer for Google X. With his grounding in IT, I was instantly drawn to his unique way of delivering his, the ideas in his book. I can't recommend it enough. It's available on Amazon called Solve for Happy. His harrowing story explains the loss of his son that, as you would expect, shook his world. Interestingly, it was from this and how special his son was that drove him to a new mission in life of making one billion people happier. I think the best way to tackle this to begin with is to look at your physical self. Are you your body. In other words, when you look in the mirror, is that truly you? Most at this stage will say, of course it is. Who else could it be? What are you on about? Well, I want to challenge that idea slightly to the way you're interpreting it. Remember back when you were six years old, are you physically just an older version of that six-year-old? Well, on a physiological level, your red blood cells are completely replaced every four months. Your skin every three weeks, your white blood cells are replaced around a year, and your colon cells, grim or no, are replaced every four days. Other than certain cells within your brain, almost everything about you isn't anything it was like a year ago, never mind when you were six years old. To take this concept further, if you were to cut off your toenails, are you, cu- are you cutting off little pieces of you? If you gain 15 kilograms, is there more of you? Does it take a certain amount of you for it to be actually you? Uh, I think that's a really difficult one to grasp, really, where the cut-off point is for people. A phenomenon that some of the older audience may relate to is the idea of connecting less and less with who you see in the mirror in terms of it being you almost not recognising yourself. 
I'm not talking about drinking too excessively the night before and thinking, wow, I really hit the town hard last night. More along the lines of the real you not being reflected in that physical appearance as you've aged. Feeling different, younger, weaker, stronger, or any other different things that you feel that you don't connect with when you see that reflection in the mirror. I hope at this stage some of you are having that light bulb moment about what this means. Your body is indeed a vehicle. It is important. It needs to be looked after. Mo in his book makes our bodies analogous with cars. If you knew you only had one car for this journey, you have to look after it. Make sure the tyres are inflated, the fuel is topped up and everything is in working order. But it would be a ridiculous concept to think that you were the car, right? You recognise its value, but it isn't truly what makes you you. Now we've touched on some of the physical aspects and made some disassociations from the concept of self with the body, I want to go even further by talking about your mind. It's a bit of a minefield and sensitive sometimes when we go into this topic, because the idea of all your thoughts not being you is sometimes synonymous with schizophrenia. But schizophrenia actually means to step away from reality with your thoughts, such as thinking you are indeed the son of Voltan. And yes, I just used a Mayan god to prove a point on this. I can assure you that this is a tried and tested philosophical idea as explored by Mogadat and, and others. To help understand this better, I want to first of all acknowledge the voices in our heads. The ones that warn us not to do something, or the ones right now that thinking how this podcast applies to you in your own life. What's interesting about humans is our language is developed at a young age and starts to have drastic impacts on how our mind operates. When you start learning new words, your brain as a child vocalises these words into thoughts as you develop. This might be a mind-blowing concept for some of you, but all of your thoughts transmit neuromuscular signals that are triggered by your internal verbalizations. In other words, your thoughts have a physical aspect to them. MIT has recently developed a device that can pick up those signals or thoughts, enabling the device to communicate with you without you actually having to say anything out loud. So now we've established thoughts existence and physical aspects, we can now look at their purpose, utility, and how the modern world impacts them. This is quite a large subject in and of itself, so I can't really explore in too much detail here due to time. Please let me know though if you would like me to talk about this in a future episode. But are you one of those people that sometimes feels ashamed for the things that cross your mind? Or overly worried about what people have thought about what you've said or done? Do you think negatively all the time? Or when walking down a dubious looking road or path, the horrors going through your mind as to what might happen? This is evolution at work, as well as mindset training, personality, biology, and more from what we understand in science today. This is your subconscious triggering caution through thought. In 2005, 
the National Science Foundation published an article regarding research about human thoughts per day. The average person has around 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those, 80% are negative. Your brain treats you like a child that's walking too close to the edge of a cliff. That's its utility. Even if there's nothing to be afraid of, depressed about or sad about, your brain will explore the world of what-ifs with these voices. The final takeaway from this is, the core you isn't your thoughts, it's not your body, and it's not necessarily the actions that you take. There is a core essence of who you are that transcends anything tangible that we've yet to find in science today. It's consciousness. For me, I take a lot of comfort in that knowledge. Because all of your negative thoughts, you can start to associate with yourself and who you are. And let me make this abundantly clear. They are not you. From the experiences and decisions that you've made throughout your life, you have impacted the way your thoughts interpret events. Consider your thoughts as a separate thing for a moment. If you've trained your brain to always listen to the caution, that is what it's going to reinforce. Recognising how your brain operates is the first step, and being aware of this illusion of self is an important milestone to have reached. So don't beat yourself up over things all the time, or be down about thinking about negative things, because guess what? Science says that most other people do the exact same thing. But like you can see in others, they've learned to deal with those thoughts in a more effective way. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and I encourage you to share this with your friends, family or anyone else that you feel could get value from this. I would truly appreciate it if you could leave me a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher and a shout out to the last review by Lily, which said, interesting and insightful, looking forward to the next episode. Well, here's the next episode, and thanks, Lily, for taking the time to write that. I truly appreciate it. Anyone else leaving me a review, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode as a means to say thank you. I am truly humbled for everyone that takes the time out of their busy lives to listen and engage with these ideas. Well wishes from me, Shady. Thanks for listening to the Melancholy Man podcast. Until next time. Yeah.